This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and this is Vancouver Consumer. In a moment, we'll be checking in with John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. You can find him at johnnysmartpoint.com. And we're going to see what's going on in this wild real estate market and this new year. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines. The year 2022 is expected to bring big changes to the way we take our purchases out of stores. I'm talking the single-use plastic bags and coffee cups. Richmond, Surrey, and Victoria have already implemented regulations related to single-use plastic bags. In Vancouver, plastic bags will be gone from checkouts and paper bags, which will have to be comprised of at least 40% of recycled materials, will cost you 15 cents each in 2022 and 25 cents in 2023. Also in Vancouver, single-use beverage cups, coffee cups, will only be handed out by coffee shops upon payment of a minimum 25-cent fee. WestJet Airlines says it's being forced to cut 15% of its flights through to the end of January as it deals with staffing shortages, thanks to the Omicron variant. Uh, The Calgary-based airline says it has seen a 35% increase in active cases among their staff in recent days, with 181 WestJet employees currently affected by COVID-19. WestJet says it has to delay uh, or cancel a lot of flights uh, over the past few days, and it can just no longer predictably staff its scheduled flights. WestJet says guests whose flights are canceled or rescheduled by the airline will be eligible for a refund. Guests with impacted flights will be notified by the airline. And this announcement comes as more than 850 flights were canceled in the U.S. Uh, this past Wednesday. Uh, cancellations started to spike the day before Christmas, a day when everybody seems to be traveling. This weekend was supposed to be when the World Junior Hockey Tournament would be heating up. We'd be sitting on the couch watching the games. But the cancellation of the 2022 World Juniors has hit not only hockey fans, but a lot of businesses in Edmonton and Red Deer. It's just another blow to the hospitality industry that has been hit time and time again through this pandemic. The tournament was canceled Wednesday after multiple COVID-19 cases were found within the teams. Red Deer's mayor, Ken Johnston, says the community is reeling from the decision because it is really missing all that tourism that it would have brought to Alberta. And Amazon has updated its Alexa voice assistant after it challenged a 10-year-old girl to touch a coin to the prongs of a half-inserted plug. The suggestion from Alexa came after the girl asked Alexa for a challenge to do. Her mom says they were doing some exercises from a YouTube video where a PE teacher gets you to do physical challenges like laying down and rolling over while holding a shoe on your foot. And a lot of fun for a kid who was stuck inside. So they did a bunch of those on YouTube. And then when they ran out, they asked Alexa to give them another challenge. And that's when Alexa said, Plug in a phone charger about halfway into a wall outlet, then touch a penny to the exposed prongs. 
it's something that's going on around the internet for the past year, especially on TikTok. It's called the Penny Challenge. It was, it's kind of like the cinnamon challenge, and it's not necessarily very good for you. Uh, fire officials in the States have spoken out against this so-called challenge that has gone viral. But luckily, her mom was there, and the 10-year-old kid wasn't alone. Amazon said in a statement that it has, it has updated Alexa to prevent the assistant recommending any such activity in the future. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. So what will 2022 be like? For people in the real estate market, is it still a good time to sell? What's out there to buy? Guiding us through the opportunities in the world of real estate in this very interesting market is John Carlson of 2% Realty, johnnysmartpoint.com. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong and 2021 has been a crazy year for real estate. And to help me look back at 2021 and forward to this new year and what is in store for real estate is our friend John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smart Point. You can find him online at www.johnnysmartpoint.com. Happy New Year, John. Great to see you. Thank you, Martin. Likewise, Happy New Year to you and all the listeners. It's uh as you said, 2021 is now in the books and uh, what a year it was. And, you know, I don't tend to look back too much. I'm, I'm looking very much forward to this year, 2022. And um, it's just, you know, wonderful to be back here on the first day of the year. Um, you know, if you don't mind, um, given that, you know, we've just spent the whole year together doing, I don't know, 25, 26 programs last year. I'd just yeah. like to say Happy New Year and, and wish, you know, the best to all of, you know, the listeners out there and also the clients that I worked with last year. And also, you know, if you don't mind, Martin, I'd like to say thank you to you and Jonathan and Robert and the whole crew at CKNW. Um, this experience is fantastic for me. It's it's great for my business. It's great for my clients and promoting listings. And it, it's just a lot of fun. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, meeting with you again, and, you know, roughly every two weeks for this year, 2022 to come. So happy new year, everybody. Real estate's still rocking. I'm still here, uh, you know, if you need me. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to continuing on what we've been doing. Right back at you, John. And here's to a uh, uh, great new year, 2022. Uh, John Carlson is our guest, 2% Realty. Johnny Smartpoint dot com is where to see John. And, uh, I mean, let's just, I, I know you don't want to look back too much, but it, it was uh, a pretty crazy year as we dealt with COVID. Uh, and it was, it was a very busy year for real estate. And, uh, it was the, the story was seemed to be the, the demand was very strong. The challenge was finding properties to buy, but, uh, you know, looking back, uh, 2021 must've been a, a very busy year for you. Yes, it was, you know, and, and I tend to be busy every year and I love that, you know, it, it keeps me going and it, it's great for me. Um, but, you know, every year will have its challenges, but you're right, Martin, when I look back at, say, going back even further to 2020, because in my mind, you know, we're still kind of, the two years kind of go together. It's been a, a COVID market, if you will. And, you know, looking back at in the beginning of 2020, I thought, oh my goodness, you know, the real estate market's going to collapse. What am I going to do? I better get a job delivering papers or something like that. And uh, <laughs> of course it went the other way. And since about, I don't know, what, what would it have been, Martin, the summer of 2020, things started to take off. And, you know, when I look at 2021 and all the great clients I worked with, and, you know, I remember 
a lot of the people I met that I haven't yet worked with that I'm hopefully going to work with this year. And a lot of, you know, it, it, a lot of, um, a lot, a lot of the the things that you run into as a real estate agent uh, tend to be the same things often. Hey, you know, this is our situation. We're downsizing. We don't need the big house. We're, you know, you hear all this stuff. But with 2021, uh, there were a lot of different kind of questions and and different motivations. So, you know, coming out of the woodwork, you know, about COVID, about maybe you know maybe getting out of the city and finding a place to work at home um, because people weren't going into the office as much and just people thinking about leaving greater Vancouver in general and cashing out or, you know, retiring early because of COVID. So obviously that was, uh, you know, a big factor. And in 2021, I felt like uh, the uncertainty started to subside a bit and people started to learn how to deal with the new reality. And, you know, there were still a lot of challenges that had to, that, that were a little bit different than than previous years, but I really got the feeling, especially towards the end of this past year, that, um, that people were kind of getting back to normal and getting back to business. And from a real estate perspective, I think that's obviously a good thing because one of the reasons that, um, you know, that there was a, such a, an imbalance in terms of demand versus supply in the local real estate market is that a lot of people were a little hesitant to have strangers in their home or, or be on the market. And I just have to think, and I'm hopeful that in 2022, that will change a little bit and people will continue to get a little bit more comfortable and perhaps the threat of COVID will subside a little bit more and we can get into a little bit more of a balanced market because as you mentioned, 2021 was a bit of a crazy year. And uh, from a buyer's perspective, if you weren't like say all in with all your chips on the table and, and ready to just pounce, you know, at the first opportunity of success, you weren't going to get anywhere as a buyer in that kind of market. And that makes things a little bit tougher. So looking back, I, you know, a lot of challenges, nobody anticipated. Uh, I think we've worked through them to a large degree. And now coming into 2022, I think we've got a little bit better handle on things. And and I would say that the, the, um, the wild card factor now, I would say is, you know, what's going to happen this year in terms of government policy and interest rates. And I'm talking federal government, I'm talking provincial government, local governments. There's, you know, a lot of political will out there uh, for the real estate market locally here to be kind of brought under control. And um, so I'm going to see what happens there. But overall, I've got a very positive feeling. Maybe it's the nice bright snow and the time (laughs) off that I've had, uh, but I'm looking forward to a really great 2022 and I'm available to work with the listeners out there. Yeah, that sounds good. I like the sounds of that. Uh, John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. And uh, over the past year, we've heard from a lot of uh, a lot of your clients. And uh, the, the thing that I notice is everybody's situation is different. Sometimes it's a, it's a condo they're selling. Sometimes it's a house. Sometimes it's a house someone's been in for a long time. Sometimes they're downsizing. Sometimes they're, they're trying to find a bigger home because they have kids. Um, and one of, the, one of your clients who I, I really enjoyed talking to was Linda and Doug. And uh, they chose you to help them sell their house. And uh, it was a really interesting story. And I want to play it because Linda and Doug, um, they were selling this house, but it was not just any house. This was a house that had been in their family for a very long time. Yes, it was our family home. My uh, maternal grandfather built the house back in, I guess he started building it in about 1918. So it was 
it was a family home since then. Wow, in West Point Gray. In West Point Gray area, yes. Yes. Well, that's a, that must have been, a, you know, a, a sort of a heavy thing to, to sell a home like that. Well, yes, it, it was. And knowing going in that most likely um, the house would be torn down, um, even though it was a good solid home. We knew that uh, the chances of it surviving would be slim to nil. But... Um, that and you know has ended up being the case it will be pulled down but that's the way life goes yeah so you were listening to this show and you heard john on the air and you called john how was that's that? right <laughs> yes we we heard of john through the show and when we knew the the time was coming for us to get the property listed we decided that we would call to see if he'd be willing to help us with that Mm-hmm. And and he he did. Um, he has been great to work with from the from the very beginning. He's very he's very respectful. Um, he wasn't you know no pressure. wasn't pushy at all. He gave us really good advice on the best way to present the house and you know what what to list it at. And it turned out to be really good. We ended up with multiple offers to to review. Oh, that's great. So it it was a pretty quick process then. It was very quick and seamless and uh, (laughs) stress-free. We we had the house listed and had an offer accepted in about 10 days. So it was very very easy. Yeah, and with all that... with all that stuff going on so quickly, uh, it, you 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 say it, it felt good to have someone who was kind of in control, like John. oh, very much so. I um, I he was always there if I had questions to ask, and as I said, he gave he gave us really good advice, um, kept kept things just calm and and moving along well. Um, he and he and he worked our timetable, knowing that it was a, an estate sale, and we had um, items that needed to be removed from the house before people were going to look at it. He gave us the advice on what should be removed and the time to do it. So it it just time wise, it worked out very well. So you would recommend Johnny Smart Point, John Carlson, to your friends? I would absolutely recommend him to friends. And should the need arise ever again for my husband and I, we would we would certainly look at uh, uh, hiring him again to to help us out. Yeah, yeah well, he congr- was he was wonderful. Well, congratulations on the sale, and uh, and uh, I wish you all the best in the future. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Another satisfied customer from Johnny Smartpoint, johnnysmartpoint.com. John Carlson is uh, the real estate agent we're talking about. And uh, it, it seems like every uh, every situation is different, but uh, you go in, you listen to the people, and you meet their needs. Yeah, you know, that's the idea. And thanks again, Linda. It's nice to look back at that, you know, recent sale. And, you know, I've got a lot of fondness for Linda and Doug. I didn't know them prior to them contacting me for this, this, uh, you know, sale. But, you know, when I, when I work with clients, it's, it's a bit of, it's a partnership. You know, I'm working with them. I understand that their, their interests are what we're working towards. And, you know, it's funny listening to Linda. Thank you for saying, I think she said, 
they called me to ask if I was willing to help them. And, and it's kind of funny that she should say that because a bit of the backstory is, I mean, this is a West Point Gray home, very livable home, but uh, the lot is fantastic. And a lot of the homes in that area have been torn down with much nicer, newer homes built in their place. And that's likely going to happen. But it's funny that she should ask, you know, was I willing to help them? Because when I did sit down and meet with them, they gave me a stack of, of cards that had been dropped on their doorstep over the last, I don't know how many months. And there must have been a lineup of at least a dozen real estate agents who have had contacted them saying, hey, you know, we have buyers for this area. Give me a call. I'd love to work with you if you're selling. And high demand. in this kind of market, obviously, um, you know, this kind of property is a fantastic listing for any agent to have. And I was lucky to be involved, but um, I felt... You know, it feels good to be chosen, of course. It validates you and, you know, you feel accepted and and you feel like you're valuable to someone. And so, you know, when Linda and Doug chose me and basically said, hey, John, call all these agents and let them know the properties on the market because we're going to work with you. And, uh, you know, they had a lot of options. Let me just put it that way. So to be able to work with them was was really a, a treat. And, uh, uh, and also, it's an honor because... When you're working, I mean, this is a two and a half plus million dollar home. And I don't know the backstory. I don't know the details of the family. But when there's when there are estate sales, and I do a lot of estate sales, quite frankly, I'm a bit of a specialist almost in that, you know, at this time. But when you're doing an estate sale, it, it really is an honor because this is the family's financial legacy that's that's on the line. I mean, this is this is money that I'm sure will somehow go to certain family members by way of inheritances or whatever it is. And and it's important business. So I don't take it lightly. And when someone calls me and and gives me an opportunity and, and explains to me the situation they're in and explains to me that they want to have a good result and it's very important for not just themselves, but for other members of the family that this gets handled properly. And, uh, you know, the money is a big part of it. They, they want a sale price that that that, that is, makes them happy and they get full market value for the property. But they also want it to be a stress-free experience. They don't want to have to be second-guessing things and they don't want to have to be, you know, prodding somebody to, to get to work. They want somebody who's going to step in and not take control, but at least be in control of the realm of, of, of obligations and responsibilities that, that a real estate agent is involved in. So they want somebody that's going to make it easy for them. And that's always my goal. I always want to give good advice to them. And I think Linda mentioned that as well. And that's always the foundation. Trust and good advice to a client is the foundation. And then from there, we can work together with an eye on, of course, satisfying their expectations and getting them the results they want and making it an easy process. So if you ask me, Linda, you know, I was lucky to work with you and Doug and your family and your testimonial here today. And, you know, I, I think it's fantastic. I hope other listeners, are, you know, hear it and, and maybe give me the same opportunity to work for them in the same way. John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. Uh, you can also uh, write him an email, info at johnnysmartpoint.com. And when we come back, more about the outlook for 2022 when it comes to real estate and also what you need to know about commission when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW and Happy New Year. We're celebrating with John Carlson. Uh, you know him as johnnysmartpoint.com. You can give him a call at 604-612-0080 
or send him an email at info at johnnysmartpoint.com. And that phone number works because uh, John likes to get phone calls, 604-612-0080 for people who still like to talk on the phone. And uh, John is with me now. Uh, it's, uh, it's a brand new year and uh, things are looking good. And, and as we spoke about before, there's some optimism in the air uh, when it comes to, to real estate in 2022. Would you say that's correct? It is in my mind, for sure. Absolutely. Um, again, we had some challenges. Uh, the market has responded in the way that, you know, it has responded to what's going on. And it's been a tough uh, market for buyers and a great market for sellers. And it just seems to me that, um, you know, all the elements are still in place for a great market. And when when we, when I look back at just say, I mean, the December stats aren't out yet. But when I look at November, and I know December carried on, they were stronger than average months to the end of the year. The supply and demand or the list versus sale ratios were still favoring sellers. So it, we're still in a, in a market that technically uh, prices may continue to go up. But I also think there's a little bit of you know relief and relaxation coming. And maybe I'm just getting overly optimistic, but the trend for last year seemed to be things normalizing a little bit more listings coming out and i think that you know high demand doesn't last forever also you know interest rates may go up a little bit and that may cool off demand a bit so i'm well i don't i try not to make any predictions uh, especially this year because of a lot of things happening but i think that we're going to see things balance out a little bit more and a lot of things the way a market goes generally you can get a great feel based on the spring market so i'm not talking about january 10th or 15th and things will probably be quiet for the next little while and that's fine but towards the end of February and March, uh, you, you really start to see what's happening. The new listings come out, people, you know, put their homes on the market. And in a market that's kind of slow, some of those listings might sit and accumulate and buyers get a ton of choice. Other markets, like the ones we've seen recently, the listings snap up right away. There's nothing left and prices start to shoot up because people, you know, feel the scarcity. But this year, it seems to me that we're going to, you know, migrate more towards a little bit more of a balanced market, still a seller's market. And I do feel very optimistic that um, people will be able to achieve what they want to do, whether that's upsizing, downsizing, you know, moving out there. There's, it, It's going to be a market where you can comfortably operate. But again, you still probably want to have good representation. You probably want to be smart about how you go forward. And when you talk about good representation, you want to go to the internet at johnnysmartpoint.com. And talk to John Carlson because uh, he uh, was very busy in 2021. And uh, we've been listening to some testimonials over the past year from customers of John's, from clients uh, of John's. And uh, they are very, very happy. And, and, and everybody has a different uh, scenario. You know, like I say, some people are downsizing. Some people are upsizing. And then occasionally somebody has to sell a property from another province because they've already moved and they have a condo. Like one of your clients from last year, I want to play a clip of is Fred. And Fred uh, had a condo in Vancouver that you helped sell for him in the lower mainland. And uh, the problem was he was already moved to Nova Scotia. So let's hear Fred's story. Hi, Martin. Hey, so congratulations. You sold a condo with the help of John Carlson, and uh, it was a good experience for you, right? It was a very, very good experience. It was. It went much smoother than I had expected since it's been 20-some-odd years since I last 
sold a house, period. So wasn't sure what to expect and very happy with the experience. Right. You and uh, your wife, Anna, you sold a condo. And, and this is kind of an interesting situation because you were actually out of town while the, all this was happening, right? Yes. We had made the decision in September that we would move to Nova Scotia. And selling the condo was one of the last minute things that we did. So we, yeah, we were, everything was done remotely, four hour time zone difference, everything. Yeah, that can be pretty tricky. So how did John help you with that? John was really super respectful. I mean, from the very first phone call where we introduced each other and got to know one another and laid out expectations, um, he was clear in his communication. He phoned when he said he would. Um, documents that needed to be signed, proposals that needed to be reviewed were all done electronically it went as easy as could be. Right. And and it's kind of tricky because you, you owned this condo, but you had tenants in the condo and you were very concerned about the tenants because you had a great relationship with them. And uh, you, you liked the way John dealt with that situation. Absolutely. Yeah. The tenants were long-term tenants. Um, they're a young couple. They have one young child. They're expecting their second child. And their their well-being, I was very concerned that they be treated respectfully. Um, the move that my decision to sell would have caught them out by surprise. Um, with COVID, certainly nobody likes having strangers come into your house. And knowing that they would be treated respectfully and be informed of all their rights and rules and all the things that they were entitled to was very, very important to me. And John did all those things. Right. And the sale went pretty smoothly. It went pretty quickly and uh, over asking. Yes, it did. Uh, from the moment it was listed to the time it sold was under two weeks, about 10, 10 or so days. Um, Yes, multiple offers, and yeah, it sold over asking price. First of all, the original listing price was far more than I would have expected it to be, and then to have it sell over and above that was a very, very pleasant treat. Yeah, uh, and when you talk about multiple offers, how 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 did it make you feel to have somebody like John Carlson sort of handling something that can be a little bit tricky, even though a lot of people want the place, you want to make sure you, you do it right. And uh, how, how confident did he make you feel with the multiple offer situation? He made me feel very confident. He showed me he, all four offers. We went over them. Um, John went through the strong points and the weak points of each offer. Um, he made recommendations as to which offer would be best suited for me and then even once we picked the final offer he still went back to the other realtor and had them include a couple of clauses that were for my protection and for the tenant's protection so even though it was the offer was clear from the seller's point of view additional clauses were added by john to protect me to protect the tenants which was right. very, I'm very grateful for because it's not something I would have thought of.
Right. It's those little details. That's why you want a pro. Absolutely. And and John Carlson, as a 2% realtor, that saved you some, some real money, didn't it? It certainly did. We figure probably about $7,000. John charges 2% commission. My understanding is that other realtors charge closer to 6 or 7 That was my expectation. So, yeah, we saved about $7,000 in real estate commissions by working with John. Yeah, so that's great. So, so you would definitely recommend John Carlson to your friends? I would definitely recommend John. John was fabulous. He did everything over and above what was expected, and he did so in a way that made me feel that he had my best interests at heart. It was, it was a mixture of business and friendship, and yeah, highly recommended. That's that's great. Well, congratulations, Fred, and to both you and Anna, and uh, have a great uh, have a great time in the Maritimes. And thanks for talking to us. Thank you, Martin. Take care. That is Fred, another satisfied customer of John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. And John, uh, he used the word friendship. That must make you feel good. Yeah. You know, very nice to hear and great. I hope you're listening again, Fred. I, I, I'll give you a call. I'm wondering, you know, how cold it might be out there. It's pretty cold here, <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, it did feel like friendship. We'd never met quite frankly, but I will add that this was what I might call a warm contact because even though I'd never met or talked to Fred or Anna before, I was put in touch with them by another client who was happy with what I did. And so, uh, you know, so, you know, that, that kind of recommendation obviously goes a long way. So it's, it's great to, have one client recommend, you know, their friends to you. And that's how I, I got, you know, to know Fred and Anna. And, you know, it's really nice listening to these things. And honestly, um, you know, I'm thinking as I'm, as I'm hearing him speak that, you know, the market was good and it's, it's a lot easier to make clients, uh, seller clients happy when the market is good than when it's not. But, you know, I do think things went very smoothly and, um, you know, the way the tenants were involved was another wrinkle. And, um, you know, Fred is, seems to be a very conscientious person, Fred and Anna. And, you know, they were very they're concerned about that. So, you know, when it comes to tenants and when I'm a real estate agent uh, looking to sell a property that's tenanted, you know, I, there's a there's a bit of an art, I think, uh, you know, involved with with working with tenants because tenants have an awful lot of control over the process. And there's certainly uh, no, you know, there's no... Um, point in trying to be pushy with tenants and I always remember when I go into someone's home whether whether they own the home or whether they just pay to live in the home as a tenant that's their home when I step into somebody's home I'm not the boss they're the boss so you know I had in and I had a nice conversation and a lot of times tenants are disappointed when 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 a property is sold but they do understand and in this case you know Fred and Anna had been very very good to them over the years and they'd done very well and had very reasonable rents and that sort of thing so you know, sometimes it doesn't hurt to suggest to a tenant that, you know, you've been treated well and now it's time to reciprocate. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make every effort to make sure that you're comfortable and, you know, and all that sort of stuff, but working with the tenants was great. And, and then, you know, Fred also mentioned the money. And I think you brought that up. And as I was listening to that, you know, when you, when you hire a real estate agent, let's face it, it's not cheap. It's not five or $10. There are thousands of dollars of commission involved and people want to get good value. They want to make sure they hire the, the right person. Um, so the fact that, you know, commissions, again, there's no set commissions, but compared to the vast majority of real estate agents out there and what they charge, I tend to save my clients a fair bit of money. And listening to Fred talk, I thought to myself, you know, when I'm going into appointments now, you know, I don't go in there thinking, okay, I'm a 
I'm a discount realtor. I'm going in to save people money. It doesn't even really cross my mind, quite frankly. I go in there and I do my job. My commission structure is what it is. And, you know, maybe I should push that angle a little bit more with people because, you know, money is important and people want to, to save money if they can. So, uh, you know, Fred mentioning that he saved maybe several thousand dollars on the sale is, you know, it, it does. It makes me feel good. But to the listeners out there, you know, I would just consider that icing on the cake because, um, you know, the real value of an agent, even if I could save somebody, let's say, compared to the other agent they talk to, whatever their commission structure might be, let's say I could save them seven or $10,000. Well, if I wasn't uh, skilled enough to uh, help them achieve the maximum result price-wise and all that sort of stuff, I still wouldn't be worth it because, you know, these, this is a relatively high stakes, uh, high price kind of a, a situation when you're selling a house. So, you know, the, the people saving money, wonderful. And I, I think that's kind of where the whole smart point comes from. I mean, you can always save more money by doing it yourself, or you can pay the highest price you can find in expectation that you might get the best job done. But maybe the smart point is to, you know, hire somebody who's been around and had a lot of experience and has a great track record and who also can save you money compared to, you know, 90% of the agents out there probably. So when he mentioned the, yeah. the savings, you know, that's not, that's not a small thing either. So thank you, Fred. Um, I was lucky again to work with you and thanks Mark for making the recommendation to uh, Fred and Anna. Yeah. And the proof is in the happy client. And uh, if you want John Carlson on your side, just go to johnnysmartpoint.com on the web. You can give him a call 604-612-0080 or send him an email info at johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, 2022 is looking like a good time to sell a property. And so you should uh, definitely think about calling John. So uh, all the best uh, this New Year's Day. And and uh, here is to a great 2022. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much, John. Thank you. Yeah, we'll talk to you much later. Coming up on Vancouver Consumer, um, did you make any New Year's resolutions? Uh, the odds are not good that you'll keep them. But coming up, some tips on how you can make those odds better. That's next. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong on this first day of the new year. Did you make any New Year's resolutions? According to a recent survey, 29% of Canadians make a New Year's resolution every year. The most common, just what you'd expect, 51% say they're going to exercise more. 49% say they want to save some money. 48% say they want to eat healthier, while 42% say they're going to lose weight. It's almost exactly the same for Americans. So let me start with the bad news. According to a bunch of psychological organizations, including the Association of Psychology at Newfoundland Labrador, 80% of people, this is what they say, 80% of people will fail at their New Year's resolutions by the end of February. So here are a few tips that will help you stick to your New Year's resolutions. Number one, set goals you can track. Too often the goals are just too lofty or they're, they're too vague, a goal to be healthy or happy. You need to have things that you can actually keep score of. So pick up Pick something that you could actually achieve on a day-to-day -day basis. Another tip for keeping your resolution, add rather than subtract. By that, don't start the calendar with a list of things you're going to give up. 
You know what I mean? I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Rather than, for example, saying, I'm going to watch less TV on the couch, promise yourself to spend an extra hour outside every day. So instead of subtracting, add things. Another tip, share your resolution. A good way to make it stick is to be open about your intentions with people you care about. Tell them about it. You don't have to go on Facebook and Twitter, but tell the people who are close to you about what you're trying to do and they will support you. Also, you don't have to do it on January 1st. Uh, it's often the worst time to try because you're, you're already hung over quite often. So maybe start midway through the month or February 1st. So there you go. Good luck and happy new year. Uh, this is Vancouver Consumer. We are here every Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. And I want to thank our fearless producer, Jonathan Chung. I'm Martin Strong. The news is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.